what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> you all are getting the fresh out of bed Ron G this morning. Um, but uh, aside from all that, welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I know it doesn't sound very exciting right this second, but trust me, I will get woke up as we get started. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. man good morning everybody <laughs> right literally good morning everybody <laughs> oh man um the title of this episode the cat's away and i guess that's kind of appropriate given how how, how at least i'm starting off this episode uh as you guys know last week we talked about kurt won't be on this week's episode so that leaves Brandon and I to our own devices. Nobody to reel us in and say, stop that shit. Stop mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they say, hey, wake the fuck up. Um, so, but with that said, man, we want to give a shout out to Kurt here on the show and let him know um, that uh, we're wishing him a happy 50th birthday this weekend. He's out celebrating oh. with the missus. And from Have all the in the time of his life. Say what? Just having the time of his life. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. Judging by the damn pictures I'm seeing, just living yep. it up. And I, hey, I mean, at 50 years, I don't blame it, man. I plan on doing man. something big for my 50th. You got damn right. I am here. God bless me. To make, God bless me. Uh, God bless me enough <clears throat> to make it. Damn right. Yeah, man. So how was your week? Busy as hell. Yeah, mine too. Busy. Mine too. Busy, 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 busy. Mine busy. Too. I won't. I won't go into specific, you know, real deep specifics here on the show. But uh, had a, a very busy weekend, and uh, some things are about to change for yours truly. Um, a new chapter in my life begins officially um, Monday morning, but uh, closed out some things this this past week, and. Um, Ready to to begin a new chapter, man. A, a interesting chapter that I didn't think I would be at at this point in my life, but mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> so, hey, well, that's life, man. That's, that's shit. Last few weeks, because you know, I hear my brother in law over there saying, "No, that's life," and I'm just like, you know what? Now I'm living it. I'm like, man, all this, you know, stuff that's swirling around. I'm like, it just ain't nothing but it's life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, things change. And, yeah, each yeah, and every day. Change. Day. Sometimes things are just beyond your control. So, yeah, man, it's. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm. I'm. There's. There's all the feelings going on about this new change in my life. But um, yeah. overall, I'm. I'm happy that I made this decision. It's a decision that needed to be made. Uh, quite frankly, so you know, we'll we'll see what it holds. I mean, you're right. Life. Life is uh, throwing things at us all the time. The best thing we can do is roll with the punches, and and if it if it gives take, us lemons, make lemonade. Yep. So it, what 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 Jr. used to say? Make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> that was my favorite saying right there. Oh man, yes. It's the truth. It's, it's literally the truth. And you know, we ain't saying you know it's all bad all the time or anything. Sometimes you know, change is good, but. You know, at the end of the day, we all got to, you know, we just got to live a day at a time and do what's best for us. Yeah. And, you know, for some of us, that's kind of hard to do. Some of us have big hearts or whatever. So we try to do everything, but just got to do what's best for you, man. And yeah. And, else, and, and, and all a, in line. A day at a time is kind of hard for me um, only because I think of, you know, well, what if, what if, what if. And yeah. 
unfortunately, a lot of times for me, I'm like, what if being the most negative thing I think of instead of thinking, what if the best possible thing I can think of? Right. So, uh, learning to change a mindset is, is, is key too. So, yep. Oh man, this week, this past week was rough, man. Um, my team got beat 70 to 20 in a, in an NFL game. I was about to say, this is not college football, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I, I told Brandon, you guys, I told Brandon that, um, hey, welcome to the show, uh, ARGG. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, but, um, that, that's, that's not an actual, yeah, it's <laughs> a bunch of letters. Uh, but, uh, I was, I was watching the game and at halftime, we were getting thumped already. So, yeah, I can't watch this, man. This is, this is hard to watch. And I start, I don't even remember when I started watching after that, but I just kept getting notifications <laughs> that the Dolphins scored again. And I'm like, what the hell? And then uh, Brandon shot me a text <laughs> wanting to know if I was okay. And I'm, I had long forgot about it at that point, but what are, you, what are you talking about? And he said, did you not see the score of the game? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm all right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a realist. I knew we were going to get our asses kicked, but I don't think anybody would have predicted by 50 points. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought at all that the Dolphins were going to lay 70 on us. Mm, mm, mm. That, that was a beat down so bad. I had to flip the channel to it. I said, I got to see this. Cause I thought I was getting ready to see history. I'm like, I thought that towards the end, I'm like, they're gonna go ahead and kick the field goal and they're gonna break the record. But you know, uh, the coach decided not to do it. In a classy move, he decided not to do it, and I, you know, and I think that's just out of respect for um, Sean Payton as well, because <laughs> um, he's a, you know, Sean Payton's a good coach. He's going to go down as an all timer, and um, you know, it's just out of respect. Which I, hey, whatever, but I don't know if it was me. I, I'm sorry, man. We're going for the record. <laughs> you, you, you would have been what's his name? Uh, oh damn, who was it that did it? Tried to get a triple double through in basketball through the. Uh, Threw the ball intentionally. Threw the ball at the opposing team's backboard just to get the rebound for the triple double. I, I can't remember that. who it was I don't now. Know who that is? Shit. But anyway, um, I can't say I'd be mad at you, man. I mean, you got a shot at history, you know, to to get your team. Yeah, in the but then at the same, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, you better tell your defense to stop us. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna keep going. Let's tell your defense they need to stop us. Because that was that yeah, was I mean, the second team at that point. Right. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, there ain't no mercy rule here. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop us. Good Lord, I wish there was. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. When they, when they stop us, we'll stop scoring. That's how I look at it. Man. But that was just, that was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I, all I know is I was, I was sitting here watching the Falcons get beat. And, um, next thing you know, I'm just surfing through stuff and I was doing some school stuff too. And then next thing you know, I was on, um, I ended up on Twitter <laughs> and they was like, Dolphins just scored seventy points, and I'm like, that can't be right. That that can't be right. So I ignored it the first time, and then I started seeing it, and I was like, hold up. So I got on Bleach Report, uh, Bleacher Report, and looked at the score, and I said, hell no. So I immediately got up. I uh, changed the channel. You know, we got that. Uh, got that. Got that Sunday ticket. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and. I flipped to it and I was like, "Oh shit! They really did just score seventy. So, 
I shouted you out in my story. I was like, Ron, whatever you do, don't cut the TV off. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that completely. Yeah, I meant to tag you in it, but I was like, hey, man, whatever you do, don't cut the TV on. Just don't even look. <laughs> don't look. Cover your eyes. Just don't. Do not look. Please don't look because I never. <laughs> man. That was me all Sunday. Oh, my goodness. And I had this picture. This is a picture of uh, Peter Griffin for Family Guy. And he was he was in there crying with a Broncos hat on. He was like, "How many, how, how many points do you have to score?" <laughs> and I said, "And I said, up there like, man, I said, I bet you that's how all of them feel on that bench over there." But I give all, I put all the blame on the defense on that. When I'm like, hey, I'm not finna mess, I'm not finna mess with the offense. Yeah, that's just a whole because the thing is. They didn't score 70 on deep. They didn't score any points. Miami Dolphins didn't score no points on defense or special teams. That was all offense. So that means that the defense gave up 70 points. Your defense gave up 70 (sighs) points. Not the offense. The defense gave up 70 points. The offense scored 20. The defense gave up 70 points. <laughs> yeah, the defense well, gave man. up 70 points. <laughs> Unacceptable. And, and man, check this out. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins used to be a ball boy for the Denver Broncos. Um, he grew up a Denver Broncos fan. And from what I read, the Broncos wouldn't even give him a head coaching uh, interview. And so I am uh, given given those facts as they are, and looking at the score as it was, that was a personal statement. I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody says. I'm not saying he went out there with the with the intent to run the score up, but I am saying once he had that opportunity, he didn't take his foot off the damn pedal. Um, hey man. Hill Club, don't make me ban you from the chat talking about the Broncos. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, speaking, man. Of, speaking of football, um, things got a little, a little. I don't want to I, I mean, I guess personal or whatever, between Colorado and Oregon, man, the, the coach. Oh, yeah. The coach said some things, and I, I get hyping your team up, and, uh, and I don't guess it was so much, for me at least, what – the coach said it's the people who were agreeing with it. Like, yeah, thank you for speaking for us. I'm like, who the fuck is us? Because I, as far as I know, everybody has been excited about Dion being in Colorado and what he's done in four oh, games. I about uh, I, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true, given, <laughs> given some of the statements I saw. But, um, I mean, man, come on. What, what, if that would have been anybody else, their first year in coaching, uh, they would have been like, ah, well, this is what we expected. So, I mean, chill the fuck out, people. This is his first year there. Um, Dion is not there just to get clicks, as the Oregon uh, coach, head coach said. He's there to help mold these young men into men and and create a winning atmosphere at Colorado, which he has done in just four games, even though they lost that game. Um, wh- what did you think about all that, man? Um, uh, typical. Um, there are people out there that is rooting for him to fail, rooting for Deion Sanders to fail. 
The only reason why they're well, there are two reasons. One, I'm not gonna say, but you get right, my drift. I think everybody knows that I reason. Think, yeah, that yeah, yeah, but I'm just not gonna even mention it. It's one reason, and number two is the fact that um a lot of people didn't like the way that he basically uh uh what's the word I'm looking for here? He turned over the whole team. He don't like the way that, they don't like the way that he did it, and basically. Deion Sanders is always classically, he's always walk to walk. He's always talk to talk and walk to walk. And a lot of people just don't, they don't like how just outward he is with his, you know, his personality, his faith, and the way that he runs his business. They just don't like it. They don't like them. You have a bunch of, you have a bunch of folks who like football being run the old school way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they still hold on to that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there are a lot of things like um that are old school that I think still should be used in football today. I still look up to like, you know, the old coaches, uh, you know, you know, Bill Parcells and all them, they showed that tough love, but Dion shows that tough love as well. It's just that he's not over there telling them that they ain't shit. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. He encourages them. He talk he talk his shit or whatever, but he also encourages them and builds them up. So, um, so yeah, so you know, I, I just you know a lot of the stuff that I was seeing online on Saturday, I was disgusted because I'm just like, okay, he lost one game, so y'all basically y'all sitting there waiting on him to lose a game, so you could just sit there and just and just pop your shit. Which you know what, and most of them would have met the man in person. They would the, the whole tune would have been totally different. Yeah, they were just being negative, just to be negative. Just they just want to just see him lose because they just don't. They just want to see him lose because I guess maybe he's not their guy or he's or some I don't know. People are just really threatened by people who are like really um um hmm. What's the what's the, oh, dang? Uh, you uh, tell I'm just waking up. My my, my, my brain ain't they're, clicking they're all the way. They're threatened by somebody who can talk shit and back it up. Um, right. They're, they're threatened by somebody who can talk to talk and walk to walk. Yeah. And do it flawlessly. And, man, and even I, when and even when they lose, he still remain positive. Yeah. Yeah, because they got their ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, they did. And, but, and I'm but, looking at but considering the circumstances, I'm like they're playing Oregon at Oregon, and you know, hey, they have flaws on that team. That team is not a national title contender yet. They have glaring flaws on that team. We could all see it, but hey, that team is going in the right direction. They already done doubled their win total from last year, so. I don't see, I mean, I, I just, you know, I don't know, man, like, you know, and, and then they, you know, talking, they, these are kids that we're talking about, too, so it's like, come on, man, like, it's not this serious. It's yeah, just, it, it's it just really, sports. It really isn't. Um, and Hill Club says that you're running a, uh, you're running the Dolphins versus Broncos here in, in I guess, fantasy <sighs> football, 62 man. to nothing. So far, Damn. first of all, I first of all, See the reason why? Okay, so in 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 the pot in the league that I'm in with Hill Club, ladies and gentlemen, I am zero three. Uh, oh no, <laughs> I am zero three. Um, and I, my team is decent. I missed the draft, number one, but my team is still overall they're pretty decent. It's just I have players that's just not performing up to par. <laughs> and then that Nick Chubb injury messed me up completely because I'm like, if he hadn't got hurt, I would have won two weeks ago. But it's okay. But so yeah, so hopefully I get my first win in that league this week. But in my other two leagues, I'm number one, so I ain't you know I ain't tripping. Okay, All right. yeah, I uh, 
I haven't played fantasy football, man. Like I said in the, in the NFL uh, episode we did since I retired as champion. Um, but yeah, it, it it fantasy football is fun because you have to pay attention, otherwise your your shit can go to the left real real quick, real fast. <laughs> and make sure when you dra- make sure you show up for your draft, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want a whole bunch of play. You yeah, don't want a whole yeah, bunch of players uh, on your team you can't do shit with. And then next thing you know, you go to the waiver wire and all that. There's, there's nobody there. Um, nobody worth trying to pick up or anything like that. And then even then, you know, I, and I, I, every once in a while I'll do a trade, but I don't really like doing trading stuff like that because there are certain, I, there's one time, one time that I traded a player away. I can't remember who he was. He was a running back. I can't remember who he was years ago. And I traded him. And when I tell you, like, he just, it's like, it's like he just woke up out of nowhere. And I was, man, I forget the name of that damn running back. He's not in the league no more. But he just, this, this is like that, that second half of the year, man. He just woke up and was just, he was just doing people. And I'm just like, man, trade him. Trade this motherfucker away. Let me tell you a funny little story about not paying attention to shit. Long time ago, a guy named Ron G cut a guy from his roster named Chad Ochocinco. You out of your mind. Simply because Ron G wasn't paying attention that Chad Johnson had changed his name to Ocho Cinco. And by the time I realized it, I was like, oh, that's that was I was the butt of so many jokes on that one. So many jokes. I I bet somebody scooped them up so fast you ain't had time to blink. Uh, truth truth be told, I I want to say I was able to get him back. Um, I may be wrong, and I may I may have revisionist history on that. But um, but yeah, I I got even if I didn't, I still got laughed at relentlessly, and 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 rightfully so because I wasn't paying attention and didn't know that Chad had, had changed his last name. And I'm I get the Hooters with the fellas to watch some games or whatever, watch a fight or whatever we were there for. I'm like, man, I had some dude named Chad. I, Octo, something. They both and they both looked at each other, <laughs> and they, and and my my best friend Dexter goes, Ocho Cinco. I was like, yeah, him. They were like, you're playing right. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, you you know this Chad Johnson. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Of course I did. Of course I did. No, I, n- I never had Terrell Owens on my squad, uh, Hill Club. Um, but uh, but let's get into some wrestling, man. Um, <coughs> it is official, officially official, we should say, that uh, Jade Cargill is is now signed with WWE. And um, Brandon and I were having a, a conversation in our pregame. I had read a story that they were going to use some other name for Jade Cargill. And um, and I can't remember what that name was. I want to say the first name was like Jadia or something like that. But uh, Brandon was telling me, uh, well, I'll let Brandon say. Go ahead and tell me what you, what you told me, Brandon. Um, basically, so the contract that Jade Cargill signed with the WWE, she wanted to... Um... She wanted, and part of the contract was for her to keep her name. So, 
I was telling Ron, because you know, Ron brought it up, and I was like, nah, I don't think she changed her name, because, the, when you know, the WWE did all the social media stuff, they used Jay Cargill, so even if they wanted to, it just wouldn't make any sense right. to sign Jay Cargill and then change her name, unless she wanted to change her name, which even then, I'm like, that don't make sense, because she's built her, um, she's, like, basically built her resume off of that name, and that's where everybody recognized her as, so... Yeah, so, you know, it was in her, but, you know, come to find out, it was definitely, it was in her contract that she did not want to change her name. She's coming in as Jade Cargill, you know, period. Yeah. That's it. And um, the WWE don't, um, the WWE, your, uh, 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 what's the name of the company now? Who owns them? Say that again? What's the name of the company now? Who owns them? Uh, well, the company now is TKO. Yeah, TKO. They, They do not, they don't own the rights to her name because, you know, usually, but, you know, somebody crosses over from another place, unless that name is already big, they'll they'll try to get even if even if your name was big already, they'll try to give you another name so that way they can trademark <laughs> yep. you. You know, and I'm like, nah. So um that's how Terry Funk ended up becoming Chainsaw Charlie. So um yeah, so it's but it's it's really cool to see how Jay Cargill was she's not she ain't been in the business that long. And just you know, she's able. She's already built up enough of a presence in the ring and everything in order for you know for her to you know work out a deal where she can keep her name. So, not only is she a good sports entertainer or wrestler or whatever, she's also a great businesswoman too. Because she actually, in case y'all don't know, she actually tried out at the um at the performance center. I think it was right before the pandemic, and they offered her a contract then, and then she turned it down. And I forgot why she turned it down, but she turned it down, and then she ended up in AEW. And, um, you know, it was off to the races after that. And then now, you know, basically, you know, everything that came full circle, now she's back and she's got, um, the leverage, she built up enough leverage and she's got what she, exactly what she wanted. And I think she's earned it. She's done everything to earn it. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, and I can't remember the, the, uh, website that announced her supposed name that they were going to change it to, um, Otherwise, I would cite that. But um, mm. yeah, I, when I saw that, I'm like, "That's stupid." She's got she's got a name. She's got a recognizable name, and the only and like you said, the only reason they would have wanted to do that at all is to capitalize on the intellectual property, um, and essentially like own Jade Cargill, but not as Jade Cargill. Um, right. WWE is notorious for that. That's why. Um, Rick Steiner's son is not whatever his first name may be in Steiner, and it's Braun Breaker. That and Vince, whoever, seems to love alliteration. Um, you got all these double consonant names in, in WWE, but... Uh, you probably wanted to call Rick... You probably wanted to call one of the Steiners Braun Breaker when they came there in the 90s. <laughs> he was like, hell no. He's <laughs> ah, Braun Breaker. That's a great name. No. L.A. not yeah. Well, not not just that. L.A. Knight as L.A. Knight, Hill Club. Why not call him? He, he, he had a name already established. Why not let him go by Eli Drake? Because WWE wanted to, to own the intellectual property. Um, right. And, and, I ain't going to lie. Hey, L.A. Knight works. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's cool as long as it works. You know, and it, it, the talent agrees. Because, you know, some of, them have, some of them have come over there and was like, you know, I would like to change my name. It's a new beginning, but um, not. Nah, but I, I think like oh, uh, 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 Gunter 
is a great example because he's present day. He was he was vaulting. Everybody knew him as vaulting when he was in NXT UK. He was vaulting, and then he goes to the main roster, and they call him Gunter. And we, I remember the uproar online. Everybody's like, "What the hell?" And if, you know what I'm saying, and I'm like, I I, I can't remember yeah. the story, the full story, but they wanted to name him something, and I can't remember what it was. But come to find out, that was also the same name of a Nazi U-boat general or something like that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we may not want to use that name. Let's just nah, call him, let's just call him Gunther. <laughs> you don't, don't want to go there. Uh-uh. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see um, Jade make her debut whenever she does make it. Um, I think we've discussed this already. We beat this horse to <clears> death. Um, that we think that she ought to stay not on the NXT brand, but at the Performance Center uh, for a couple of months to get used to uh, the the difference in the size of the ring, uh, the the quote unquote WWE style, and you know not just that, but for them to to get a good grip on what they want to do for her as far as uh, the creative side of things go. Um, yeah. I, I think it would be a mistake right now, although I'll, I'll go on record. Oh, shit, it's already on record. But I'll, I'll go on record and admit that I said I thought she needed, initially I thought she needed to go through NXT and work her way up to the main roster. But um, Kurt and, and Brandon made compelling arguments as to why that was asinine. And after yeah. looking at everything uh, with a clear head, <laughs> Um, I, I agree, but I do think she needs to spend a couple months uh, down in the performance center just to get used to everything, so that when she does debut, it doesn't look a hot mess and it and it and it, you know, kind of backfire on her. Yeah, because it'll be the same. Like, say, I remember when they said AJ Styles was coming in, and I was like, I hope they don't send him to NXT. Please don't do that. Yeah, because his name was too big. He need to be on the main roster with the big boys, and I think. The thing that um I always look at AEW and I've said this that um you know AEW was basically Jay Cargill's NXT. That she was beating the hell out of people. Yeah. And I'm like, none of those none of those women on NXT is gonna be able to that just if you look at it as they're they're not gonna be able to go toe to toe with her. She need to go she need to go to the main roster. Cause those are the only women that's gonna be able to go toe to toe with her for real. And it's actually look like, you know, okay, this is probably legitimate. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. even though she haven't been, even though God, everybody want to text me now while I'm trying to. Anyway, <laughs> because we, we we both slept our asses off. That's why, man. And everybody, God, oh my. You know what? Y'all, anyway. y'all see this? Y'all see this? Kurt's not here. And the shit goes off the rails. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's why we need Kurt. <laughs> but no, nah, but no, nah, he's on vacation. But nope, he's on he's on a well deserved vacation. Yes, so absolutely. Yeah, but um, but no, um, uh, well, you know, I just lost my train of thought. Let's just move on. <laughs> um, just, it's, it's gone. Something else I want to talk about. We've talked about it before. Um, the the upcoming movie for the Von Erichs, um, the Iron Claw. I was looking at, I haven't seen any trailers or anything yet. I don't even know if they're available. They should be available. The movie comes out in December. But um, I was just looking at the casting. And there are some questionable decisions on the casting, in my opinion. 
Um, I thought Zach Efron was going to be playing uh, Kerry Von Erich, given how big he got. He's actually playing Kevin. Um, and I don't know if it was a decision. Um, and I, you know, and I hate to sound morbid or whatever, but, um, I, I think that they wanted him to play Kevin because he's, you know, no disrespect to the other actors, but as far as I know, he's the biggest name involved in that production as far as actors and actresses go. So I guess maybe they wanted him to be the quote-unquote stars, Kevin, as the last surviving member of the of the Von Erich boys. Um, hmm. But the guy they have playing Carrie, looking at the promotional photo, he doesn't look as big as Carrie. And he looks hmm. nothing like Carrie to me. Um, MJF is playing Lance Von Erich, who, you know, I think everybody that's a wrestling fan uh, <clears throat> knows wasn't an actual Von Erich. But um, I, I am excited to see the movie. The guy they've got playing uh, Fritz, uh, he doesn't necessarily look like Fritz, but I can see him as Fritz. It's just the 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 casting of the, the Von Erich boys that, I don't know, man. It just, maybe it'll all work out, but it just looks weird to me because I thought Efron was playing uh, Carrie. But I can't wait to see that movie. Hmm. When does the movie come out? Uh, I know it's just, let me take a look real quick. I got the computer here in front of me. Uh, I know it's December. Let's see. I'm trying to find it. Sorry for the silence, you guys. Uh, But it shows, I just showed December 2023. Okay. So it's probably going to be around. uh, It's going to probably be around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? I would, you I would that, love that to makes see. sense. Yeah, this would probably be around Christmas. So that, yeah, I would love to. See, I'm, I would love to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll, we'll I guess we'll see how it turns out. Okay, and we'll just see how it turns out. They've got a guy in this movie. I, I meant to to shoot this to you and uh, you and Kurt, but they got a guy. Uh, I believe it is Hill Club, but I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> they got a guy in this movie playing Michael Hayes. So we're going to see <laughs> we're going to see Michael Hayes portrayed on the big screen. Um but here's the cast just in case anybody is is interested. Zach Efron is playing Kevin Von Erich. Uh Jeremy Allen White is playing Carrie Von Erich. Harris Dickinson is playing David Von Erich. Uh Holtz McCallany is playing Fritz Von Erich. Uh, Brady Pierce is playing Michael P.S. Hayes and Cassie Lewis Seragino is playing Bruiser Brody. Ah, I didn't realize we got a, we're going to have a, a, a Ric Flair sighting in this movie either. Aaron Dean oh. Eisenberg is playing Ric Flair. Uh, and as we said, MJF is playing Lance Von Eric. And that's, oh, we got the, uh, a uh, guy playing by the name of Chad Governell playing uh, Playboy Gary Hart. So um, really excited to see that movie. Yeah. Anybody that's a wrestling fan uh, has to be a fan of the Von Erics. They were a central part of wrestling, especially back in the 80s. The feud with the Freebirds, um, Ric Flair's feud with Kerry Von Erich, um, especially at the, at the David Von Erich Memorial Show. 
Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for the Iron Claw in 2023. Yep. All right. So this week in wrestling, man, um, I had, I don't want to say an epiphany, but I'm sitting here watching uh, Monday Night Raw, man, and wrestling fans, I hate to sound like, uh, I don't know, like Mr. Negative or whatever, but <coughs> it's just not the same anymore. Um, I remember watching uh, back in the day, like I couldn't take my eyes off the screen and, and and not pay attention to what was going on because of how good wrestling was. But it's just not that way anymore for me. Um, I mean, I can, I can be checking out my social media stuff or flipping back and forth to another program. It's just not the same. Uh, let's see. Raw opened up with uh, Cody Rhodes coming out. And that's getting a little old, too. He's got to come up with something different. So what do you want to talk about? Um, that's that's getting old to me. I wonder who told him to do that every week. I, I don't know. But it's just there's, there's something about Cody's presence that's not paying off right now. And I don't even know if that makes sense to most people, but uh, I mean, there's something missing. Yeah, there, there's <clears throat> that's all. It's something missing. It's like I'm not saying that he coming off his fate, but it's like, come on, like in real life, you ain't like this every day in real life. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it has John Cena. You can kind of feel that. It's like that's actually him. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it has a lot to do with he it, outside of Brock Lesnar. There hasn't been a real direction for Cody since WrestleMania with when he lost to to Roman Reigns. Yeah, and there is it. I, I don't. They how many opponents are you going to have for him? Say that again. I said, how many opponents are you going to have for him? Yeah, because if he's not the world, it almost as if it's like okay, he's going to become the world champion, and then what? Yeah, because it's not how many how many guys can you really like legitimately say like you could like feud with and it be excited yeah. on that roster? Yeah, there's there's not, there's not a lot of heel. There's not a lot of monster heels on that roster right. at all. Roman's the only one. Hey, I I don't know, man. I, I, know I, I like Cody, and I like it when they the fact that they brought him back. I like the fact that he was put in an instant feud with Roman Reigns. I would have liked to seen that continue. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's kind of hard when Roman Reigns isn't there week in and week out. Although there's an argument to be made that. The champion doesn't have to be seen every week. Um, and yeah. I, I think that worked for wrestling back in the day because wrestling back in the day, the TV shows were basically commercials to get you to go to the live events. Today's wrestling landscape right. is so much different. So I think he may need to be on that show, if not every week, at least, you know, three out of the four weeks in the month. So I give him two. Yeah. Something. Uh, the first match on the show was Otis versus Bronson Reed. Um, not a bad match. I'm. I'm. Everybody seems to be high on Bronson Reed. I just haven't been since I've seen him. Uh, but he did pick up the win here. And Bleacher Report gives this match a B. I would probably agree with that match or agree with that grade rather, um, based on what I saw. Uh, but I just think both Otis. And 
uh, Chad Gable do much, much better when they're not together. Does that make sense? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next up is Tommaso Ciampa versus Ludwig Kaiser. Am I the only one that noticed that Tommaso Ciampa is coming out to Taz's old music? No. Okay. I, I meant to ask that last week. And completely forgot, but seeing his name here reminded me. I heard that the other night when I heard him come out. The first time he came out to it, I'm like, wait a minute. That's Taz's old music. Like, it ain't mm-hmm. changed at all. It's the same thing. Yep, same beat. It is kind of, <laughs> it ain't got that, that, that guitar riff to it. It's another, but yeah. Because on the, um, on the video game, unfortunately, this, yeah, I'm finna get on my soapbox for like two seconds go about ahead, WWE video games. First of all, y'all should let us, like we used to do on SmackDown versus Raw back in the day, and them older WWE games, let us use our own music again because it sucks having to create all these um these 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 wrestlers and we cannot use their authentic music. Why? I don't know. <laughs> because how in the hell can somebody sue? For something that's already licensed, even if you linked it to Apple Music or something like that, all of that stuff. But damn it, let us you let us let us use our own music that we put onto our systems into the game. That's all. Moving right along. <laughs> yeah, man. I had somebody back in the day. I can't remember who it was. But I had somebody coming out back in the day, uh, coming out to NWA. Fuck the police. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand. I don't understand why we can't use the music that we have on our devices or whatever to pair with our created wrestlers because they have this. You know, they have this big uh, uh, forum now where you can go and instead of you actually making the photos, you can just go and download them because other people make them and they look amazing. Yeah, and um. But still, I'm like, okay, so when you download them, you're not necessarily transferring the music over. You could just add your own damn music. Mm-hmm. I don't see why. I need to look that up because I don't understand why. I don't understand why they don't have. I don't understand why we can't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, um, moving right along. Yeah, Tommaso. Um, the reason why I brought that up is because when folks make Taz, they use Tommaso Champion's music as Taz's interesting. Ah, okay. Which we, you know, which. <clears throat> It sounds the same, but when you start hearing, it's like, no, nah, this is not Taz, man. Come on. <laughs> and it just kind of, it just kind of makes me mad. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Uh, Tommaso uh, Chopper right along. wins that match. Yeah. They give that match a B. Again, I would probably agree with that, uh, with that grade. Uh, Natalia versus Tegan Knox. Um, Natalia is getting a lot of shine recently. I'm not sure why that is. I'm not complaining about it, but, um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, winning, but uh, winning, winner <laughs> was Tegan Knox. They gave that grade a C plus. Uh, I would probably agree with that. Um, they're building up Tegan Knox to face um, Becky Lynch. Next up, we had Dominic Mysterio taking on Dragon Lee, and Dominic continues to get booed so badly, even though we've been told they're pumping in those boos continues to get booed so loudly that he cannot be heard on the microphone. Um, the winner was Dominic Mysterio. That match got a B plus. I would probably have given that match a, a C plus, maybe a B, a flat B. Um, but nonetheless, Dominic picks up the win. 
uh, Nia Jax takes on Zoe Stark, and let's just say that Zoe Stark worked her ass off. Um, Winner was Nia Jax, grade of C. I'll probably agree with that. The match was a little flat. Outside of Zoe Stark's, again, (laughs) working her ass off. Um, Kofi Kingston taking on Drew McIntyre. In the wake of uh, Matt Riddle being released, uh, there's kind of like no direction for Drew McIntyre now. Poor Drew. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but McIntyre wins the match. They give it a B plus. I would probably give that just a flat B. Uh, Good to see Kofi in singles action away from the New Day. Let's see what we got here. Next up, the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, how many variations of this match can we see before? It gets- I was just about to. I was just about to say, I'm like, they having this match again. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the day that um, Damian Priest breaks away, not necessarily away from Judgment Day, but he starts to get the singles push that that he needs. Um, they gave this match a B plus. Once again, I would agree with that. Um, overall bleacher report gave the show a B minus. I would probably agree with that, but still, man, it's just wrestling has become, I don't want to say hard to watch, but hard to stay tuned on. Um, yeah, I, I just, there's certain things I just check out on that, don't interest me. Um, yeah. So I, I, I wish that they would get back to some things. I don't know, man. I think the the way that wrestling is done these days, um, I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it was in terms of it's, us being it's corporate now. Yeah. And literally, um, we're, we're just glued to the set every moment of, of every show. So, right. It's the, okay. So when I think about like what you just said, it's like remember how remember how when you would go to McDonald's when you was a kid and it was like you were going to Six Legs, <laughs> yeah. Because McDonald's was just so colorful. It had the Jungle Gym and and everything. It was just like the most magical place on earth. It was all colorful on the inside and it just looked fun. And you could get cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> now when you go to McDonald's, it's like a, it's like a corporate food court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's bland, it's gray, it's dark. All they, most of them, they've removed the playpens. You know what I'm saying? It is, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's all corporate. So that's how I look at wrestling now. It's just the only thing that's wrong with it, really. Number one, is too much of it on TV. I think that it would be cool if they just went back to, um, you know, just kind of trying to sell the product and get some of the big names over in order to sell the big shows. Yeah. I think that they should get back to that because that's how a lot of people made their, a lot of these legends, that's how they made their name and they didn't get stale. Yeah. And then when they got stale, they, um, you know, they moved on somewhere else to go and, you know, feud with another group of people. And I think that, I think that's something that just, I think that's something that need to happen. I think everybody needs to do a year or two at some place. And then when you finish your program, you need to move on somewhere else in order to, cause there's so many good wrestlers out here right now. But it's like when you start seeing the same shit on TV every single week yeah. for six months straight, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, 
something got to give. Because how many times? How many times we're going to watch the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Exactly. Who wants to see that anymore? And, we didn't seen it and fifty then they times. They try to sell it to you on a pay per view too. Yeah, I'm like we didn't seen this fifty times already. Who wants to see that? They could have did a good month or two and then been done with it and give them another opponent. But that's the other thing too. There are not enough opponents out there, like tag teams, legitimate tag teams and opponents out there for these folks to feud with. Or they are, but they just putting them in bullshit programs and all that. It's shit that don't nobody want to see. Yep. Like whatever happened to um, you know, tag teams going up against each other in order to get a shot at the tag team championship. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't need to wrestle every week either. I don't think any other champions need to be on TV every single week unless you're the television champion or the Intercontinental champion or the United States champion. You know, these big championships, they don't need to be on TV every single week. They need to have these guys that's coming underneath, you know, few, you know, and build themselves up in order to get to the big title. Right. And I think that that's what's missing. There's no competition. Like we were saying the other week, there's no competition. It's just storylines that don't make no damn sense. And and it's, it's like, I don't want to say don't make no damn sense, but it's just like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because you've seen why y'all so not going times. for the title? Everybody, you, you're wrestling to go for the title, ain't you? So why are y'all just being in these programs where you're not going for the title? You can add, you can add some of that extra filler stuff in or the comedy stuff in where it fits, but still, the main thing is the main thing. You're going for the championship. Y'all want to be tag team champions. Y'all want to be intercontinental champion. You want to be and, I, and, and for the Intercontinental Championship, I love how they have presented. They all, it's giving Gunter an opponent. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's keeping that fresh. I, that's the only like, program that I agree. like right now. hundred percent. I, I love it. Because every time I say, okay, Gunter getting ready to uh, wrestle somebody, I make sure. I said, let me go ahead and tune in this week. Because, you know, it's football season now. So my TV on Monday Night Football, I'm just going back and forth with it. You know, man, that's the only program that I really, really like. But just everything else. And Gunter don't wrestle every week either. And so, but I'm like, everything else, man, I'm just like, this is stupid. And we've been seeing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And that's what makes the product stale. That's what makes people not want to watch and tune out, the tune out of it. Um, I was watching uh, yesterday. I was on um, Twitter, and they had the little clip with, because it's the anniversary of when Stone Cold drove the Sam Boney into mm-hmm. the ring. <laughs> And I watched that entire clip. So, you know, it was like two different things going on at the same time. Um, McMahon was getting ready to present Kane and the Undertaker, Kane or the Undertaker, the championship. Austin came and crashed the party on the Zamboni. He goes to jail. This McMahon, you know, try to fight him, which you really weren't trying to fight him. He was just talking shit. Austin goes to jail. Vince gets back in the ring, addresses Kane and the Undertaker and insults him. Undertaker says, you cross us one more time, we're going to cripple you. And then Vince Man shot him a bird behind their back, got caught. Next thing you know, Vince <laughs> Man gets, gets his leg shattered on the damn uh, steps. And JR doing this, oh my God! You know, and, 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 and King on commentary talking about, get in there, Briscoe! You know, shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, Patterson and Briscoe. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like just, and that all this whole entire segment was maybe 10, 15 minutes long. But that could have been the whole show. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, and and, and, with, and it was exciting. That that crowd was so loud, it was it was just exciting. And I'm like, you just I'm like, why we can't just have that anymore? With regards, everything to, that went on made sense. With regards to the tag team championships um, between New Day and uh, Owens and Zayn, what happened to the days of okay, they had their their rematch, 
what happened to the days of now you go back to the back of the line and you got to work your way back up? Right. Um, Why we got to have all these damn rematches? I mean, why we got you? You lost. Get to the back of the line. You lost. Get to the back of the line, and you got to work your way back up. Yeah, you lost. So they got to do something. But or you're right. your way back up. But you're right with with the stuff that happened like, with the Zamboni thing, for instance. There was stuff that happened that kept you glued to the TV. What the hell are they mm-hmm. doing? I gotta keep watching this. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, folks. We're we're not just necessarily saying that um, wrestling back in the day had no no dumb shit on it. Because come on. Me, yeah. May West gave gave young to or gave young. May Young gave birth to a hand. That was, um, ah, that was insulting. Uh, you know, J- Jr. had a head pulled out of his ass, literally. Yeah. So literally. There, there was dumb shit that happened back in the day too, but there was less of that than there was good shit, in my opinion. Right. But it, but at least with the dumb shit, there was a whole. It was a. Storyline that at least at some point was kind of compelling. Yes, that it was Look, that May Young and Mark Henry thing that was cringeworthy, but it was parts <laughs> of it that was actually pretty damn funny. Oh, God, yes, it was. It was cringeworthy as hell. I, I remember looking at. I'm like, How, what the? But anyway, you know what I'm saying. And then like, you know the hand thing that was the whole blow off, and it was over with after that. Thank uh, God. But uh, but but no, nah, it was just, it was <laughs> there were moments in that when May Young got um power bombs off the stage by the Dudleys. It was moments in that that you would never forget. Hey man, I I give May uh, May Young uh, props on that. That woman was ninety yeah. something years old. Um, and, 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 and props to, to Bubba Ray too for for taking care of her on that. But yeah, she the one that told him to do it. She yeah. wanted to go off the cage, and they was like, "Hell no, that's too high." She wanted to go off the cage, but they was like, "No, that is too damn high." And and but so they settled for the stage. But she's the one that told them to do it. Yeah. Cause I remember watching that, and I'm like, they really finna power drive. They were not power drive. They finna power bomb. Both finna power bomb this old lady. <laughs> she he finna kill her. Like he really finna kill her. Yeah. And so, but but still, like those that's those are just things that you never forget. And just in wrestling right now, like there's just nothing that's there's not a lot going on that you'll never forget. Absolutely. And that's the thing. This is like once it's over with, it's gonna be a, um, it's gonna be a distant memory. And. Speaking of uh, storylines that don't make sense, let's move on to AEW Dynamite because oh boy, <laughs> uh, we start off with the AEW Inter almost said Intercontinental International Championship uh, match between Ray Phoenix and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Ray Phoenix comes out the victor on that match. What did they give this? They gave it a C. Uh, I would agree with that. I, I think this was a even though uh, Jarrett has wrestled in Mexico, so he's not unfamiliar with that style, I just think this was a style clash type of match. Um, yeah, so it wasn't very good to me. They gave it a C. I would probably give it a D. But uh, Phoenix retains the title. Next up, we have Don Callis um, and and his family, quote-unquote, doing the interview. This stuff is cringeworthy, man. Um this stuff with Don Callis is is not entertaining at all to me. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's move on from that. Next up, we have um, a three-way blind eliminator. Um, why does Tony Khan insist on doing this type of shit? Like, week in and week out almost. But 
you had a three-way blind eliminator featuring Nick Jackson versus Brian Cage versus Claudio Castagnoli. If you looked at that match just as it was, I think everybody would have picked Claudio to win that match. Yeah. Nick, Nick Jackson won. Um, wow. And they gave that match a B plus. They, that's laughable. That match was bad. Um, I don't know what grade I'm giving, but I certainly wouldn't have given it a B plus. And the Adam Cole and MJF promo. This shit would not end, and it only got worse when uh, Jay White came out there, and they gave this shit. An A. Somebody. I'm telling you, I think whoever is doing those uh, things with AEW, I think that they're biased. They have to be, man, because that whole, the whole segment was cringeworthy, but that, that, uh, interaction between Jay White and MJF, it went on way too damn long. So. Next up after that, we have Orange Cassidy versus Matt Jackson versus Penta El Zero Miedo uh, versus Austin Gunn. And this was a Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship match. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy defeated um, Jackson, Penta, and Gunn. They gave this a B. If that's your, uh, if that's your flavor, then yeah, I guess you would agree with that. Willow Nightingale versus Julia Hart. This match was bad. And I don't mean mm. bad as in good. Um, mm. Julia Hart defeated Willow Nightingale. They gave it a C plus. I wonder what happened to Willow Nightingale. I hadn't seen her in a minute. Yeah, well, she got beat by Julia Hart. Yeah, which, they're trying to build Julia Hart up. Yeah. Uh, then we had the contract signing between Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. I personally could give two shits about this match. Um, so I wasn't excited about the uh, the contract signing at all. And Bleacher Report gave this show an overall grade of C+. Plus. Um, you know, middle of the road show, I would agree with that. I just think uh, I'm, I mainly want to focus on that MJF Adam Cole segment. Um, Brandon, I don't, I don't know if we addressed it here on the show. I can't remember, but... Um, Britt Baker did let the cat out of the bag. Well, uh, uh, apparently AEW had talked about it too, but uh, Britt Baker said that Adam Cole has broken his ankle in three places Uh um, from that jump off of the ramp. Um, Yeah. I I think they need to do away with those ramps that lead up to the ring. I I agree. And I think that AEW also needs that incline ramp they have. They need to to make it where the end of that ramp ends with the the barricade because we've seen John Moxley fall right there. We've seen a couple of other people fall off the ramp. So mm-hmm. I, I just they need to to fix their ramp situation. Um, but that MJF uh, Adam Cole segment went on way too damn long. Um, I'm I'm sick of the bromance shit. Um, it's just not interesting to me. And the thing that pisses me off the most about this entire thing, we get one match of Samoa Joe and MJF and they move on. Hmm. 
I don't get that at all. And and especially given the way that MJF won, you would think that the, the natural thing to do would be to go right back into that. And even though um, Samoa Joe shook his hand, go right back into that. Like, okay, you got the upper hand on this one. Now I'm going to show you how we really do this shit type of thing or whatever. But no, they seem to be switching gears going right into this MJFJ White. I am not interested in that at all. If it was Juice Robinson, maybe. Because he's at least, to me, way more entertaining than Jay White is. Absolutely. Um, the the promo, the entire exchange was just flat as hell to me. And I don't think it did anything to to gain or, or to build interest in this match. Um, at least that's my opinion. Yeah, my... Yeah, they went up well. First and foremost, uh, wish Adam Cole speedy recovery. Cause as soon as he dropped down, remember last week I was like, I think he broke his ankle. It looked like he, I was, just, I just knew. I'm like, he broke his ankle, just because of the way he was hobbling around that ring. So, <clears throat> wish Adam Cole speedy recovery. Um, I do agree that they need to get rid of that ramp. I've never been a fan of the ramps going all the way to the ring. I never knew why they were necessary. Um. And all that, and so yeah. But uh, once again, somebody is texting me. I need to turn that shit off. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, nah, uh, yeah, that segment went on. I actually I sat down and watched that part of it, and that just went on just forever. Yeah, I'm, just, like, it, wow. I'm like, I think I text you and Kurt. Like, is this shit ever yeah. gonna end? Like and I'm gonna go back talking. I'm grief before this show. I'm gonna go back in time. How long that segment? Well, that segment had to be at least 25, 30 minutes. I was just about to say it was about. I know it was over twenty. Oh God! It, and it's like, did y'all not have anything else to do on the show? Yeah. But then again, you know, WWE used to do that shit back in the day. Remember they used to open? They used to open up Raw every day. It was every Monday. But when like, uh, you know Triple H and them was running things, Triple H get in there and talk for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Man, shut the hell up!" <laughs> <laughs> Every them they come out and do the, them promos, they be sitting there talking for thirty damn minutes straight, and I'm just like, "Bro, all right now, man." Hill Hill Club okay. brings up a good question: um, What happens with the Ring of Honor tag team belts? That I haven't heard or seen anything to where AEW has addressed that. Um, I think I I think don't quote me on this, but I think I read somewhere where MJF said he just gonna um I forgot who their next opponent was, but he wasn't gonna find a partner. He was just gonna you know do what? it himself, and it would just be a handicap match. You you are absolutely right. He did say that. Thank you for mentioning that, and that's coming up when we when we go through this card for Wrestle Dream. You're absolutely yeah. right, Brandon. Thank you. So it's a good chance that they get ready to take the uh, belts off of them because it's tonight, Wrestle Dream tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how long Adam Cole's going to be out. Um, so, yeah. He broke his ankle in three places. He's going to be gone for a while. He might yeah. be gone for a year. He's going to be gone for a while. Wishing him a speedy recovery as well. Um, not my favorite wrestler, but I don't wish any, you know, I don't wish any harm on anyone. Um, taking a quick look at uh, on this date in wrestling history, we haven't done that in a minute. I'm not going to go through the whole week like we have before, just looking at today's date, September 30th. Um, And really the only thing that I found on this that was worth mentioning, in 2019, 
the NWA taped the first batch of episodes for their new series, NWA Power. Uh, in the featured match, Nick Aldis defended the NWA Championship against former champion Tim Storm. Um, I remember, I remember watching that episode. That very first episode of Power was very good. Was excited, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. I have been watching some episodes um, as of late. Um, there's a there's a uh, uh, wrestling personality that I follow. This associated with NWA named Pollo Del Mar, um, mm-hmm. a uh, uh, manager and commentator for, for NWA um, in drag. Um, hilarious, hilarious person. But because of that, I've been following NWA a little bit more. They've had some good matches. They've got some good people there. they got a tag team there now that reminds me of Doom. Oh um, yeah, they they're they're as big as as Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, um, wearing uh, wearing essentially the same thing. They look just like Doom, uh, being managed by by uh, Aaron Stevens, the former Damian Sandow. <laughs> hey, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, they they've got some good people there. Just overall, for the most part, it's just not a very good show. Sometimes. Um, but, they just uh, they, they just need somebody to come in there and just put their own little sprinkles on it or whatever and tighten it up. Yeah, that's all. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so shout out to Pollo Del Mar. Um, I, I purchased a Pollo Del Mar uh, t-shirt um, because I just I I love the shit that she hosts on TikTok um, and then on uh, on the days that Power debuts. She hosts a Twitch where they watch Power and then they uh, watch a lot of old school wrestling stuff from the mm-hmm. from the uh, the Crockett days and things like that before uh, Turner took over. So, but on today's date uh, for birthdays, Cameron Grimes, Curtis Axel, um, who I wonder what he's doing now, man. Has, has, have you heard? He took the word right out my mouth. <laughs> and then you have uh, an alleged former mistress of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Candace Michelle, born on this date in 1978. Wow. Yeah, I went there. Wow. <laughs> um, speaking of, of Vince McMahon, there has been, there have been rather, rumors about um, TKO setting things up potentially for Vince's exit. Now, I don't know that there, if there's really anything to that, but there's been some SEC filings basically saying that he is, he being Vince McMahon, is one of their biggest assets, but also one of their biggest liabilities. And mm-hmm. that's because of the, um, the investigation, the, the, um, the, the federal search warrant that was out a couple months ago, whatever it's been now, um, so we'll see what's going on with that. I, I personally don't think anything will come of that, but Vince has been kind of excused or um, exempt from the the lock status of some of the other executives of not being able to sell their stock for a period of time. And Vince McMahon has literally millions of uh, of that stock. So he could sell that shit and make like $3 billion. So, We'll see, man. We'll see. 
Hill Club said, damn, Candace now these days a national treasure in the porno film. Wait a minute, Candace, oh. Michelle, Candace Michelle doing porn now? Holy shit. Well, let me find out. <laughs> hey, I did find out that, or I shouldn't say I found out, I read that Dana Brooke is looking at possibly doing things the uh, the Mandy Rose way. So Really? Mandy Rose is also now on, she was on, I can't remember what it was that she was on at first, but now she's also on OnlyFans. Uh, Lacey Evans, too. Yeah, I knew about Lacey Evans. So uh, for those of you so inclined wow. to, to check it out, check it out. All right. On tomorrow, we have a AEW pay-per-view um, coming up. And Tony Khan has kind of hinted that this, that tomorrow, this pay-per-view in some kind of way or something is going to uh, change the wrestling landscape. Like, this will be the end of the period of wrestling that we're in and the beginning of another wrestling period. I, I'm not sure what he means by that. There's been speculations that he has purchased Impact. Um, I haven't read anything further on that outside of that speculation. If he did, why? Um, there's That's too much, man. It's, it's just too much, in my opinion. But we're going to run through the, the, the card for Wrestle Dream, which I think, and if you notice, it, it looks, it's stylized like a WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. I, I think is like outside of Fastlane and uh, what's what's the one, the Great Balls of Fire or whatever that, that WWE has. Outside of those. That one two, year. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the stupidest pay-per-view names uh, in the world. So, uh, and that's why it's never been brought back. It was a good show, though. Yeah, yeah, good show, good show. So, um, all right, on this card, we've got Brian Danielson taking on Zack Sabre Jr. I actually think that'll be a a good match, um, because you got two guys that that can go in the ring, but it's just, it's kind of like out of nowhere. There's, there's, I mean, I know Danielson talked about it two, three weeks ago, but there's been really no build-up to this match. But all in all, I think it'll end up being a very good match. Um, then we got Swerve Strickland taking on Hangman Adam Page. Uh, I'm not interested in this match at all. Um, first of all, Brandon, you got anything to say about uh, Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr.? Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. And what about I'm looking forward uh, to that one? What about Strickland and Page? I don't know even what they even beefing over. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <clears throat> all right, that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. uh, then you got FTR. Hey, wait, 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 wait! Before we move on, question: mm-hmm. Have we ever got that Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee match? Uh, no, the one on one match. Have we ever got that? No. So that's that's the point, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, this is this is indicative of AEW booking. They start shit. And yeah, because I don't understand it. how all of that got started, and it's like there's never been a payoff. Yeah, the last thing I I kind of really remember is Keith Lee doing an interview in the back, and Swerve's like, "Can we talk in private?" And then that was it. Yeah, there's never been a payoff. Yeah, at all. So uh, then you got FTR taking on Aussie Open, which I think will again be a good match. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. 
Then we have Christian. Or you got anything to say about that match, Brandon? I think it's I'm bummed with you. I think that's going to be a good match. All right. Then we got Christian Cage taking on Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Does, does, is Christian actually holding the TNT Championship or is it still? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if, if this is just him showing out with won it. it. Okay. <laughs> he officially won it because it was him and him, Darby Allen, and Luchasaurus in a triple threat. And Christian officially won the belt. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> So I, I'm actually looking forward to that match as well. Um, I think yeah. Christian is still Christian. He can still go. Darby Allen, I, the kid, like I've said it a million times on this show, he's grown on me. Um, so I think that'll actually be a pretty good match. Yeah. Hey, Christian's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. I don't disagree with that. He's very underrated. And I didn't know, and maybe his age too, but I just did not know that he was that damn good on the mic. That's why when I see Christian Dave, I just can't help but just start laughing. Because I'm like, I wonder what <laughs> shit he's going to talk about. Yeah, what, what kind of shit is going to come out of his match? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jesus. Then you got Chris Statlander taking on Julia Hart. Um, I like Statlander. Uh, I just, I'm, I haven't seen anything out of Julia Hart that suggests to me that this is going to be a great match. So it'll be what it's going to be. Um, you got any opinions on that, Brandon? Nope. <laughs> All right. Next up is a oh god, a tag team four way. You got the Young Bucks taking on the Guns, taking on Orange Cassidy and Hook, taking on the Lucha Bros, and the winner gets a shot as AEW tag titles. Anytime it says. So I guess this is their equivalent to Money in the Bank. Um, this is just another case of Tony overdoing it, man. This is like I. Oh, this is way too many people in one match for me. Um, I mean, so you, I, I think you should do stuff like that when you have to crown like an interim champion or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. once we get, like we said earlier, they these tag teams feud with each other, so that way they could get the most. Because that way they can build up the most win, the most, you know, they can build up, you know, the most wins and the most leverage to get that tag team title shot. Okay. Whatever happened to that? Why you want to throw everybody in a match at one time and then, hey, okay, you got, you're the number one contender. Like, no, let them go up against each other and earn it. Yes. Whatever happened to that? Yes. Um, Hill Club says super kick party. <laughs> Yo, it's going to be, it's going to be about a hundred of them. Hill Club. I, I'm I'm going to take a challenge on that, and I may actually try to count how many super kicks are in this match. I may actually do that um, because I agree with you. This is going to be a super kick party, um, and, and thigh slap city. Uh, <laughs> next up, you've got Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi taking on Sammy Guevara, Will Ospreay. And Takeshita. Uh, there's elements of this match that I'm actually interested in, but the match itself overall, um, and the the whole Callis family storyline, I'm not interested in. Um, what do you think about this one, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. It's, it's, it's even like it's a match that's supposed to be like on collision or something. Yeah, like they just it's like they just threw it together. Yeah, that's, um, that's why I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Next up, what's the meaning behind this match too? It's a pay per view. What's the meaning behind this match? Next up, you've got Eddie Kingston taking on Shibata, and this is for the Ring of Honor Championship and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship. So, uh, Kingston can lose both championships tomorrow. Uh, I I think this match is going to consist of chop, 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 forearm, chop, 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 forearm. Yeah, that's that's what I think this match is going to be. Um, you got anything to add to that? <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know, baby. Uh, I don't know. Wait, who was he wrestling? I'm sorry, who was he wrestling again? I just drew a blank. Uh, Shibata. <sighs> I don't have nothing else to add. I tried. I don't have nothing else to add. You just see. I tried. I tried to come up with something. You, you did it. I mean, and I can't blame you, but that that's the thing, man. <clears throat> They they put these. Oh God. Yeah, I, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. Um, as we were talking about the the Ring of Honor tag team titles, um, MJF alone is taking on the Righteous. I don't even know who the Righteous is. Wait a minute, the Righteous is uh, Cordona and what's his name, ain't it? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I will leave it at that for uh uh. Who, who, Wait a minute. Heel Club. Who Matt is the Cardona? Righteous? Not Matt Cardona. Ah, damn it. Not him. Uh, what oh, you call his husband? Maria Canella's husband. Uh, Mike Canella's. Yeah. I think, hold on. Who is the Righteous? I feel very... Folks, we are hosting a wrestling podcast, and we don't know who the Righteous is. There's so many damn people out here. There's no, there's no way we could know everybody. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look it up. I'm doing that now. I'm so am I. Who the hell are the Righteous? Hill Club, you got any input on this? Ring of Honor tag team, the Righteous, have signed with AEW. Who are well, they? we're looking at the exact. We're looking at the exact same thing. Okay, no. return. I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, I have no idea. And I'm looking at everything, and I don't... Okay, the Righteous initially formed in Ring of Honor back in late 2019 when Vincent, then known as Vinny Marcegiglia, broke away from the second iteration of the kingdom led by Matt Taven. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know who these guys are. We're looking at the exact same thing. I don't know who these guys are. Sorry. But, I do know Stu Grayson, but other than that, I, I don't I don't know who these guys are. I, sorry, <laughs> but that's who is it? MJF is taking on tomorrow, and I actually think they'll have MJF win this match. <clears throat> you think so? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm saying that only because I don't know who the Righteous are, and I haven't watched Ring of Honor at all since it's been. Uh, well, no, I watched that one pay per view. Um, since it's been under the AEW banner, so we'll see, man. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. They got. I, I, I think. I feel like they got to take. The, they got to take the belts off of him. He can't hold the belts for however long. Adam Cole's going to be out. This. This is AEW. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. But this is AEW. I think this should be the way that they just go <laughs> get the belts off of MJF, and you know, if they want to go back to it later on when Adam Cole heals up, fine. But I think I think when Adam Cole heals, well, nah, nah, I ain't, I'm not I'm not going to jump. And and here's a match, Kurt. If he were here, 
may may want to slap me, but I actually think this match here, not not the match I'm about to talk about, has the, a sleeper chance at being match of the night. Ricky Starks taking on Wheeler Yuta. I agree. Um, I just think, it, it, looking at this, I think some people will be like, nope. But I think that's all the reason they're going to come out and steal the show. Yeah, um, I agree. So I'm actually looking forward to that match. I thought the interaction between them this week on uh, on Dynamite was kind of eh. But I actually think this is going to be a good match. So that takes place tomorrow at, at 4 p.m. Because on the – oh, and that's, that's West Coast time. So it's going to be 7 p.m. our time. Uh, they're out there in Seattle, Washington. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's hometown. I wonder if Bree and the kid will be in the in the stands. That'd be cool. So, and don't don't you dare say what Hill Club. What are you talking about Yuta and uh, and Starks having match of the night. So I think anybody's capable of a good. Every, every, every dog has his day. <laughs> right. You gotta stop saying stuff like every dog had a day, man. Everybody. It's capable of at least one good match in their life, okay? <laughs> just one. Sometimes, literally, sometimes, man, you just got to find the right dance partner. That's all. Yeah, I, I actually think... For example, uh, yeah, for example, you know, the Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude. They had some pretty decent matches together. That was like Rick Rude probably the only person they could get the Ultimate Warrior to have somewhat of a decent match, which those are compelling, you know what I'm saying? But other... It's just, it's, you gotta find the right dance partner. That's all. I think that's what a lot yeah. of them need. They need more reps and they just gotta find, um, they just gotta find the right, they just gotta find the right dance partner. Everybody's not gonna, everybody's not gonna put on five star classics. That's not gonna happen. Uh, I don't know. You ask Dave Meltzer, they do. But, I mean, yeah, but you, you have, you have folks like Dave Meltzer that's a fanboy. And then you got folks that are, um, you have wrestling fans that are just, I want all my matches to be five star classics. That's all I want to see. And I'm just like, you know, you know, the, the criteria for a five star classic evolves over time. So you're just going to have some good matches and you're going to have some bad matches. And like, like we say here, this, um, 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 Willie Uta and Ricky Stars has the potential to be a really good match if they, you know, uh, have the chemistry. We'll see. Yeah, it could was, be. Could be the match of the night. I've been we hey, we've been shocked before. <laughs> yeah, no. Plenty of times. Yeah. Hill Club, five stars all the time is 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 not gonna happen. And and nor should no. it. Nor no. should it. No, you you need look, you need to see we need to see some train wrecks every once in a yeah. while, okay? Because, I mean because it's healthy. Five star match is is damn near perfection. Everything right. this this match got me out of my seat, blah blah blah. And Meltzer, you know, all due respect to Meltzer, he's been doing this a lot longer than we have, but he just recently has just handed out five-star matches like, you know, he's slinging dope on the corner or something. Mm -hmm. But I'll put this right here is is where I begin and end with with the credibility of Dave's at least current five-star matches. Kurt Angle has not won. Insane. And I can name three off the top of my head. It yes. should have been a five-star match. Kurt Angle has not won five-star matches. Kenny Omega has like, he has over 20. That's crazy. I know at least three off the top of my head. Five-star matches. Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, 
Kurt Angle and Benoit. I want to say it was a WrestleMania, but it might have been a SummerSlam or something. One of those. And um, uh, Kurt Angle and Brock on SmackDown and Iron Man match. Yes. All those five star classes, and there's more because we ain't, I ain't even tapped into the TNA stuff. Hill Club, he's had, he's had, uh, Meltzer is giving him a five star match in AEW. And, and I agree with you, the uh, majority of them have come through New Japan. But I, I mean, it's the, my point being, you're not going to convince me that, that Kenny Omega has had 20 plus more five star matches than Kurt Angle has had one. That just no, not at all. And and I know I have some strong opinions um, about Kenny Omega. I'm not a huge fan of his. Dude is athletic, and of the the elite, he is probably the only one that I would consider uh, being a fan of. Oh God, I can't believe that that sentence just came out of my mouth. Yeah, you did. Oh god. Idiot. Because <laughs> now you're finally admitting Kenny Kenny Omega really ain't that bad. <laughs> I, I may not he, he really ain't that bad. I may he really not ain't go that, that far. I, I think, he really I think, ain't that bad. I think my biggest thing with, with Kenny Omega is as Jim Cornette calls it, his gesticulations in the ring. Yeah. All that yeah. point. That's just, yeah, it, it, that's just like the only thing that just like I with it. Yeah. But I think overall, the overall product, I don't think Kenny Omega really that bad. Yeah, but but ah, uh, yeah, Hill Club, don't you jump on that damn bandwagon too? Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, but again, to 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 say that that Kenny Omega, excuse me, I'm moving something. Uh, to say that Kenny Omega has twenty some odd uh, five star matches and Kurt Angle has not a single one. That's yeah. crazy. His his match his matches with uh, Samoa Joe in TNA. TNA. Some of those deserve at least four stars. He's four and a half. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that Hill Club. No, <laughs> I'm not even going to read that comment because I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh man, but but yeah, we'll be back next week, folks. Kurt will be back with us. Um, uh, for those of you listening late in the show, uh, our brother Kurt is celebrating his 50th in grand style this weekend. And uh, from from everything we've seen, he is doing it upright and having a great time doing it. Um, so, Kurt. Crack the half smile, y'all. Oh, yes. Did you see that? I showed that to my son. I sure did. I showed that to my son. I said, the irony right here is, I said, you see that slight smirk on Kurt's face? He's like, yeah. But you see, but you see what was in his hand, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, man, do your thing, man. Hey, do your thing. Do your thing. I looked I at that and I said, man. what the hell? We actually got to have a smile out of Kurt. <laughs> Man, because Kurt, hey, could, man. Kurt could be in a picture that is pure joy all around him, right? And nothing but but great things going on all around him. And Kurt is going to be stone faced as you could want. Yep, he's he's the OG, but he's OG for real. But when you get around him, you see him laughing and all that. He smiles all the time. Yeah, man, I, it's I, just I like, not I, on I, camera. I don't know how this is going to sound or whatever, but I like I love it on this show when he he cracks a laugh. Um, yeah, 
Because you you folks see him, they're like, "Oh man, that's got to be one sour puss mother." No, he's not. No, he, he is can not. Crack jokes with the best of them. It's just you're he not going to be able to tell that in in the picture. Her, no, but Kirk is hilarious. <laughs> in real life, yo, Kirk is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Hill Club, Hill Club just said, as Lance Storm would say, "If I could be serious, yes, that's exactly yes. right." That that's exactly. But man, right. when you oh my goodness, great. Yeah, that 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 the the I remember when I got introduced to that laugh for the first time, man. And I thought that somebody was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "What who's crying?" And it was him laughing. He was at my mom's house with my sister or whatever. And he was at, they, they sitting over there laughing about something. And I was like, "Who's in there crying?" And I walked in the room and he was in there. They just over there belly laughing. And I'm just like, "Oh look." So, and ever since then, I think that some of my laugh, I picked it up from him, too. It's not, you be around somebody so long, you mm-hmm. kind of pick up their mannerisms. And so, I think my, I got a little bit of my laugh from him, too. I got a mixture of a whole bunch of laughs or whatever. <laughs> but that, that belly laugh is all, is a classic. So, but yeah, we'll be back so, next yeah. week. Um, we'll be watching the Wrestle Dreams uh, pay-per-view tomorrow. We'll we'll give our, our take on that. Me and Brandon will, at least. I'm... I'm Seriously doubting Kurt's going to give a shit about this. Shit, <laughs> right. So we'll we'll give our review on that. We'll hear about Kurt's uh, like just vacation. Yeah, man. I'm I'm looking at at where they at. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll be sure to talk go, about I that. Where, I want to go where he is. <laughs> hey, man. Georgia Georgia's playing Auburn today. Sure is. Three thirty. Yep. So. All right, Brandon, you got anything to say before we get up out of here? Hey, man, you all just have a good rest of your week. And, um, yeah, enjoy. We in, we in full-blown fall now. Enjoy this weather. It's nice outside. Yes, sir, indeed. All right, everybody, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for joining us this week. And uh, be sure to share the show, like the show. Um, if you're If you're listening on a platform outside of Podbean, if they give you an option to rate the show, Please rate it. We would love to have your five star ratings. But yes, please. Yes, um, this helps us grow. This helps us get more exposure. Um, leave a comment. Um, if you follow us on social media, please, please, please interact on social media. Um, Hill Club is fantastic at 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 posting and interacting. Um, yep. Adam is great at that. Um, if you're in the Georgia area, by the way, as well. Um, they are having a show, uh, Adam and his group, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, are having a show, I believe, tonight. Uh, but check them out if you're in Georgia. Look for Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Um, I've been to a show. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get to a lot of them just because of my driving situation. But a uh, great group of people. They put on a great show, and, and that's not <clears throat> me just trying to, to sell you on it. Uh, check them out. Um, but yeah. if you if you're following us on social media, please interact. We need that. That again, it helps get our numbers up. It helps with our algorithm, all of that stuff. Um, and to be a little vague here, um, I will have some time coming up in the very new, near future. So I'm going to be putting in um, more effort to to get our show uh, to video. And things of that nature, some things I need to learn and and get our uh, get us up on. Um, so we do intend to grow this show um, 
as always, that's been our that's been our uh, our goal. But we need your help doing it. So please leave us a rating, comment on these shows. If if we say something in these shows that you disagree with, let's know. Let us know. Let us have a conversation about it. That's what we want, and we need that too to help this show grow. So I ask that you do that. Outside of that, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Check out Wrestle Dream tomorrow from AEW. And enjoy your week next week, and we will see you guys back here next Saturday. Y'all take care. Peace, everybody. See you.